another episode of Reality Shift Frequency. What's up, Jeremiah? Hey, Kelly. How's it going? Good, good. It's late tonight. (laughs) It is so late. I know our listeners have no idea what time it is, but it is almost 1 a.m. for Jeremiah and almost 10 p.m. for me. So we're getting a late night tonight. I guess that's the one good thing about California, huh? It is. It is. (laughs) Except when you're trying to host a podcast with somebody that's three hours different. (laughs) But it's all good. We'll make it work. We're going to make it work. Reality shift frequency. So, what do we have? What's going on today, Jay? Hey, I've, I got all my kids to sleep for once, and we're not going to have any background noise from them tonight. Hence, <laughs> another reason why we're recording a little later. But it's all good. I kind of like the the kids in the background on occasion. Yeah, I'm sure they will be up eventually. A lot of the times, I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. (laughs) It's all right. It's all right. Worst things in life could be going on. (laughs) Um, Well, do you have any announcements or anything that you want to talk about before we get rolling? You know, say we could talk about some current events that's going on if you wanted to. You said you want to throw some of that in there. Like, this coronavirus thing is kind of crazy, and it's got everybody all riled up. And it has me cracking up. I'm laughing my butt off. Because uh, you got all these news media sources. I only watch a few of them. And every time I watch them, it's like, they're like saying, hey, we created this thing. We, we're we we're behind this 100%. We knew this was coming. <laughs> and they're like, we we had this plan since, you know, time began. And <laughs> everybody, time freaks began. <laughs> everybody freaks out. And they think this is real. And they don't understand that... Uh, they don't understand the numerology behind the media, which is a part of the occult and the hidden agendas and all that. Uh, number 33 is a huge number. And I, I saw a, uh, I don't know if you have heard of High Impact Flicks or High Impact Vlogs on uh, YouTube or not, but he's he's covering some of this. And he pulled up all the news articles from all around the world. Oh, it's but, 33 scattered everywhere. Number 33 people uh, get sick. This, this nurse, week. age 33, 33 people, blah, blah, blah. On Yeah, it's insane. It is absolutely insane. And what is more mind-boggling to me still is why people are falling for this spell, this mind control. Uh, is is appalling to me for some reason that people don't have the strength of willpower to control their own minds when it comes to this stuff through fear because it's all fear-based and that's why you lose control. But I've been there. I know from experience, I'm talking from experience because this has happened to me. I'm not trying to downplay anybody's emotions or ability to control themselves. It, it, I used to be the same way. It takes a lot of practice. And uh, through listening to our conversations and podcasts, we hope that you will implement these practices and become better at them because the numerology and the, stories behind all this media is fake and well the numerology is not fake but the stories are fake the virus may in fact be real but it's not an epidemic there isn't one there isn't going to be one they're just going to use it as an excuse to round us up into concentration camps if it comes to that and i feel like that needs to be said before we talk about anything else tonight because it's just been on my heart man no, I feel you hopefully this pod uh, this particular episode will be uh out before it 
I, well, I have a feeling this is going to be going on for a while, so it's going to have relevance regardless of when we release, release it over the next few weeks. But I completely agree. It's uh, There's so much fear-mongering going on with the news and constant, constant. Like, I can't even tell you. I get so fed up. I am try to stay off of Facebook for certain reasons. And the past several days, I've gone on there, and it's just like post after post after post. I'm in a lot of prepper groups and a lot of off-grid survival groups, a lot of homesteading groups and things like that. And it's just like the hysteria. And it's also very interesting to me that those people of all people are the ones that are really getting super upset about it. And they're all like in heavy prep mode. And I'm like, hey, here's my here's my deal. Be prepared for anything. Absolutely. Have your little week or two week stock of food and water and whatever. You should have that on a normal basis, no matter what. You never know what cataclysmic crazy shit is going to happen. But these people are literally freaking out. And I'm like, y'all, it literally is not anything crazier than the flu. Like, tens of thousands of people die a year with the flu. How many years like, ago was it that the Ebola virus thing happened? Yeah, is- I mean, they're yeah. trumping it up so much. It's off because why? Because the people that run the world thrive off of fear. That is what they survive on, fear of others. And everybody is feeding into it. And all rational thought from everybody is just like out the window. I was talking to one of my best friends who lives in Europe. I won't say what country, but she lives in Europe. And she's like, I cannot believe the amount of irrational thought that is going on over here. They're literally shutting down borders. She was like, people are going nuts. And like I told her. Did they actually do that? Was that? Yeah, they shut down in Italy. Like, there's literally in one of the northern cities of Italy because two people died. One of them, which was like an elderly person, and one of them, I think, had a pre-existing medical condition. So they're more susceptible, of course, obviously, just like with the flu, just like if you get any other like virus. And they literally have like the grocery stores are cleared out, like they have shops shut down, like the streets are dead, like nobody's out. And I told her like. That is just insane. I went out. I'm not even gonna lie. I went out. I got some water. I got some stuff that I know that can sustain me like if I need to, whatever, whatever. But I didn't do it because I'm scared of the virus. I didn't do it because I'm scared of anything. I did it because of my rational thinking because I live in Los Angeles. If they try to put this city on lockdown, people are going to go bananas. And I'm not trying to be caught out, A, in that madness of the hysteria of like the people in themselves. And B, I don't want to get caught out if they decide, oh, okay, this is the perfect time to go round some people up, like, no, uh-uh, I'm good. I'm okay being in the house for a while. Like, it's crazy. It's so funny. I got to laugh about it because I don't have any ties to Facebook or anything like that anymore. Like I told you before, I'm probably just going to get off of there because I've learned that that is a weaponized mechanic based through fear. And through the example that you've given proves my theory that it is a weaponized mechanic based through fear and how they control us because like you said all those groups and stuff most of those people that are uh practicing hysteria and acting like they're you know losing their minds are actually just people on a computer being paid to do that and i hate to say that but they are paid to do that they, they it's their job just like a telemarketer they go in there and they get people riled up and then they don't even get people riled up. They get each other riled up, and other people are looking, and maybe they don't even say nothing. Maybe they're riled up in the background, but really, it's all fake. It's all fake. Everything on social media you see is fake, too. It's all it's media. That's why they call it media. Anything in the media is fake. Um, <laughs> the Well, do I don't call- think... Let me... Hold on one second. I don't think everything in the media is fake, because what I believe is that... 
there's a little bit of truth sprinkled in in just about everything that's reported because that's how they get you. Because people go to that truth, they maybe research just enough to verify, quote, verify that truth, and then they're like, well, obviously, they're telling the truth about everything else. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to social media, though, you have people that are actively paid to direct your mind toward fears. Sure, I do agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I want people to be aware of that because people get on social media and think, you know, oh, Lottie Doll, I'm going to get on here and I'm going to talk to some people and have some fun. I'm going to get that dopamine fixed. And then they don't, that doesn't happen anymore. They get on Facebook and they come across somebody by who they think is a bad apple. It's a fake account. They're being paid to do that. They're being paid to get under your skin and they're being paid to ruin your social media experience. So we'll find another social media that's not rep- weaponized. And when it's launched, we'll let everybody know because uh, the CIA and all that, the NSA, everything that they do and have control of, we all need to start avoiding, including the Skype that we're using now. No, I know, right? <laughs> we will figure out a way to we got to figure something else out. No, a hundred percent. It's uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you about social media being weaponized at all. And and there are some, there are some sites out there that are not as, uh, I'm not going to say monitored, but aren't as um, suppressed with, you know, what you're allowed to say and not say. It's just a matter of obviously they haven't taken off yet because, you know, Facebook is such a worldwide phenomenon that, you know, it's hard for people to leave it. And, um, and like, I can't even lie. Like I, I'm not going to say I love Facebook. I don't like I've, there's been many times where I've taken complete breaks, 30 day, 60 day, 90 day breaks and not missed it a single bit. For me, what it is, is that I have friends internationally that I'm able to connect with on there that I can't necessarily talk to on a regular basis because they're eight or nine or 10 or 12 hours ahead of me, you know? And excuse me, and that's what that's you know that's another way they get you. That's and just like on WhatsApp, I don't know if you have the if you have the app or know of the app WhatsApp, but it's basically it's a messaging app for those of you guys who don't know. And it originally started off as a great way for people that were internationals to communicate via Wi-Fi for free, text messaging and and um, and calls. And of course, now Facebook has bought it, so now it's a Facebook app. But, I mean, it's still called WhatsApp, but it's run by Facebook. Literally, when you log in, it's like, welcome, or via something, via Facebook. It says it right there, just like Instagram. Just like, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just nuts. It's nuts. It is nuts. Wasn't that encrypted? Connected. When it first came out, it was supposed to be encrypted, I think, and nobody could read your messages or anything like that. I think so, Facebook. maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. I'm, I'm not sure, but that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. not the case now. <laughs> it has facebook on it it's not encrypted yeah for sure all right so we got a revolutionary tonight or are we gonna do talk yeah about yeah let's do a revolutionary tonight it's not gonna be a super super crazy long one um some of our revolutionaries are gonna take literally a full hour but this one i don't have tons of information on her uh but i am excited because i didn't know about her and she sounds kind of badass so uh, i guess let's let's jump on into it um, so I am going to be covering, okay, and let me just make a blanket apology <laughs> to everybody that's listening. Uh, some of these names I am absolutely going to butcher the pronunciation on, and I am very sorry for that. Um, so just bear with me and, um, please don't 
tweet at me that I butchered it because I'm well aware that I'm not saying it correctly. <laughs> Even though you don't have my Twitter yet. But anyways. Um, okay, so I am going to cover Mina Keshwar Kamal. And from here on out, we're just going to refer to her as Mina because that's how she was known um, in all of her circles. So I think that's just going to be easier. Um, and there's not a whole lot of other names necessarily that I'm going to have to get into, but uh, we will get going. So let's talk about Mina. So basically, Mina was an Afghan revolutionary political activist, feminist, women's rights activist, and founder of the Revolutionary Association of the Women of Afghanistan, also known as RAWA. She was born February 27th, 1956 in Kabul, Afghanistan. And I didn't really have a lot on her early life, like her growing up. So from the time she was born until she was in college, I have no info on her, none whatsoever. I'm sure it exists somewhere out there. Maybe there was a book on her, but I didn't have time to do all that. So we're going to skip into her college years. 1977, she's a student at Cabal University. Um, it's here that she actually founded the Revolutionary Association of Women of Afghanistan um, with the um, basically the entire point of her this organization was to give a voice to the deprived and silenced women of Afghanistan. Um, and so in the 1970s, that was kind of a bold thing, you know, speaking out about women's rights and especially in Afghanistan. So right there and alone, she was already kind of given a big middle finger to everybody and saying, you know, whatever, I'm going to do what I want to do and we're going to try to make this happen. In 1976, she married Faiz Ahmad, who was later um, the Afghanistan Liberation Organization leader. Um, which was also like a politically active, active political. He was also a political activist um, and fighting for rights and all that. Obviously, he was down with the movement that she was trying to bring in as far as women's rights. Um, in 1978, there was a revolution. Um, also, it's called the April Revolution. Um, the official name is called Saur Saur Revolution. S A U R. Sorry. Um, Basically, it was a coup that was led by uh, Soviet-backed PDPA, which is the People's Democratic Party of Afghanistan, against the rule of the then-president. Um, Mina was not satisfied with the um, changes or really for with the lack of major change for women after this coup happened. So she continued on her fights and kind of ramped things up. Um, in 1979, she campaigned against the government. She organized meetings in schools and to mobilize the movement. Um, most of the meetings were in secret because it was really dangerous because they were already kind of catching on to how much people loved her. And, you know, when somebody that's really dynamic starts talking about change and starts talking about the rights of others that, you know, and taking away the oppression then the powers that be, quote unquote, don't like it. And so it started to get kind of dangerous around this time. It's pretty crazy. Um, in 1981, she launched a bilingual feminist magazine, which I'm not going to say the um, the Af Afghan term for it because I didn't even write it down. But it translates into women's message. <laughs> Jeremiah's on Skype and he's literally laughing at me because... 
he knows that I'm gonna like I oh, I don't want to be yelled at. So this feminist magazine was trans. The name translates into women's message, um, and it was constantly exposing the criminal nature of the fundamentalist groups in um, Afghanistan at the time. So she was also getting a lot of heat for that because now she's not just voicing her verbal opinion. Now it's in print and now it's being distributed and now people can read it, you know? So she also, they also founded something called, uh, it's W-A-T-A-N, Watan Schools, Waitan Schools. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but basically they were schools that, aided uh, refugee children and their mothers uh, offered them both like hospitalization if they needed it and teaching of practical practical skills and things like that so now she's not only into like the feminist movement but now she's also helping refugees which is a big no-no in a lot of places so what's up what kind of refugees was she helping in afghanistan this was 1988 yeah, this was 1981. I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm not sure which refugees were coming into Afghanistan. That is I, a good will, I might have to side note that on the next episode and fill everybody in. Huh. Um, is, that, is that still going on? We still get refugees everywhere over there right now. Oh, yeah. There's so many refugees in so many different countries around the world, and it's uh, it's pretty crazy. I think it's great that we're doing these podcasts because these people need to be known about because the revolutionaries are trying to change the world and they do for a little bit, but then it's just right back to the way it was because of these evil people that yeah. kill them. Yeah, absolutely. That they just, they get assassinated. They get silenced. There's, I mean, just, just in the States alone, there's been so many people that have been silenced and it's well known that it was the CIA or whoever. And, um, you know, because once you start once you start making a large enough voice and it goes against everything that, you know, they are trying to push, then, of course, they're going to get rid of you. They come, to you with a, they come to you with a proposition first. They try to put you to work and get you on their team. Sure. Yeah. And then <laughs> most of them are like, no, screw you. I'm in it for the cause. And then next thing you know, they get as the new as the new uh, term goes, suicided. Is the new one these days? True. See, back in the '80s, they just assassinated people with guns, like they had for years and years, and now they just make it look like you know the person committed suicide, which is so insane. Like people aren't really going to catch on at some point. Oh, I'm just going to break all my bones, cut off my own tongue, and hang myself. <laughs> right, I'm going to shoot myself in the head twice. There's <laughs> literally a case. Oh my god, I can't remember what it is right now. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. I'm going to have to look it up. But there was somebody who uh, who they ruled a suicide, and he was literally shot in the head twice. And was like, <laughs> um, all right, cool. I'm really glad people are buying that. Oh, my. It's so insane. I'll have to find. I can't remember who it is. Um, I think I want to say it was somebody associated with the Clintons, but I'm not 100% on that. So, uh, so anyway, so at the end of 1981... Uh, the French government invited Mina to represent the Afghan resistance movement at the French Socialist Party Congress. Now, I don't really know what the relationship between France and Afghanistan was at the time, um, but I thought that was very interesting. So while she was there, she made a speech 
Um, and at the end of her speech, she held up a peace sign and kind of like started waving her hand back and forth with the peace sign up. And the Soviet delegation all got super, super mad. They got up and they left the hall um, because everybody else that was in there was basically cheering her on as she was doing it. And it really pissed the Soviets off. So that was interesting. So then she moved um, at some point between 81 and 86, she moved to Pakistan and she moved the base of um, RAWA um, into Pakistan. In one source I read in opposition of the Afghan Marxist government, I suspect it was probably uh, for safety reasons or concerns rather um, to try to distance herself from from the people in Afghanistan that she was you know, that knew she was dangerous as far as her voice. In November of 1986, her husband was murdered. He was assassinated um, by this dude that I'm going to butcher his name, but I don't really give a shit if I butcher his name because he's a he's an asshole. So who cares? Um, but he's still alive. So maybe hopefully he won't hear this. Um, his name is uh, Gulbuddin Hekmatyar. Name starts with Gul. Yeah, G-U-L. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know much Ekmatyar. about Afghanistan and Pakistan, but I've watched Batman. Ray Cool was a bad, bad dude. Well, this dude was a uh, former warlord. He's uh, he's still alive. He's uh, I just I didn't really I didn't research him because it's one of these. This is one of these stories where if you start looking at every single person, it's going to take you down so many damn rabbit holes. So I just did a really quick glance at him, and from what I could, um, what I could gather, he's just he's just not a good guy. He's a kind of an evil, evil dude. Sounds like, yeah, yeah, essentially, basically, yeah. So then, uh, that was November '86 that her husband was assassinated. Um, February fourth, so that's just four months later, four or five months later, 1987. Mina was also assassinated in Pakistan. Um, she was 30 years old. She, um, they, they can't technically confirm who did it. There's varying reports about the people that they saw. They think that it was the same group that was led by the guy who assassinated her husband. Interestingly enough, in 2002, two men were convicted of Mina's murder, um, and they were also hanged and they were associated with KHAD, which is the African. Afghanistan Intelligence Service, um, or maybe Afghan Intelligence Service. Sorry if I said that wrong because I abbreviated it. Um, so the guy that assassinated her husband, this Gulbuddin, um, was also apparently somehow connected to KHAD. So I'm sure it's all tied in together. So she was assassinated. She was only 30 years old. Pretty crazy. Um, so she made a really, really big impact, apparently, on the people there and um, on a lot of just trying to get people to understand that it's okay for women to have rights and just in general for people to be able to speak out and, and have a voice, uh, whether they're female or not. Um, RAWA is still active. They are pretty much underground, though, because they're still in a lot of dangerous uh, danger. There's a lot of dangerous things that are still happening that... Um, they now, wouldn't be able to do if they weren't underground. You mentioned danger. Let's tell our listeners what's going on, what has been going on since before and after 
Mina's death in Afghanistan or in the Middle East when it comes to women. Uh, the things that they do to women in the Middle East is awful. And people are what uh, the feminists are going crazy right now over women's rights in Afghanistan, but they have no idea what's actually happening to those women. Some of those women suffer genital mutilation. Suffer, they suffer slavery. Uh, their kids get taken from them. They'll, they'll take, well, this is what they plan to do to us if they ever get a chance to, but they'll take their families and they'll separate them. Uh, they'll take all the kids, if they got brothers and sisters, send them off into different regions. Uh, then they'll mutilate the wife, maybe stoner. They'll do all kinds of things, decapitation, uh, you know. And they do it to gays over there. They do it to women, uh, shoot, Christians. Uh, you name it, pretty much anything that's not them, they'll do it to. And uh, women have it the worst, though. They have it bad there. They're uh, from little girls uh, all the way up to adults they don't have any rights still and everything this whole this company i guess this nonprofit organization is working towards hopefully it's not been hijacked because a lot of times these companies get hijacked by the enemies and they use them for their nefarious purposes and act like they're doing something good when they're really just sure yeah i i think that i don't think it's been hijacked yet although i can't confirm nor deny that obviously i don't have the the inner knowledge of all that but apparently they're still running with really great success they're running their orphanages they're running schools under different names so that they can avoid attack um they're still meeting uh whenever they meet they're held in secret at secret locations and they move the locations so from what i was able to read it sounds like they're still going as strong as they can now as far as there are a couple quotes that i want to end on but um <clears throat> as far as the things that are going over in Afghanistan, I, I would have to do more research on that. I've heard things. I, I don't want to specifically label a country without me personally doing the research. So I can't, I'm not going to speak to that, but I do know that there is some say again, Jay. I said, that's why I just said in the middle East, cause I'm not sure exactly where all this is happening. Either. No. Yeah. I do know that there are some horrific practices going on over there. And um, I also do want to say though, that there are, I feel like, that those practices that are coming are not necessarily from the general population. I think the the general population themselves are just like people anywhere else. And I've heard stories that of people that have visited over there and they're lovely people. And it's it's from these evil, sadistic governments or if you want to call them government, whatever, militia regimes and all of that shit that's doing it. And it's... Not not just in the Middle East, but it is really horrible. I've heard of the the genital um, mutilation, and ugh, it's just I can't I can't even. It's it, grotesque. It's, <laughs> it's it's so horrible. It's so so horrible. So I just want to um, end on a couple. I want to read one small paragraph that was is actually on the RAWA website in um, that talks about Mina, and then I'm going to end with a very short quote from Mina. Um, the, uh, small paragraph that I'm going to read that actually the last, the first time I read it, I actually got tears in my eyes. Cause I was like, Oh wow, that's really powerful. But so let me read this. So this is straight from the RAWA website. Oh, and just so you know, I just want to put who I got my, my references from, for my info. I, um, got some of it from Huffington post article from RAWA directly. And then of course, Wikipedia, but it all had its own um, links to the, to the articles uh, that we're referencing there. So from the RAWA website, 
Uh, it says about Mina. Mina gave 12 years of her short but brilliant life to struggle for her homeland and her people. She had a strong belief that despite the darkness of illiteracy, ignorance of fundamentalism, and corruption and decadence of sellouts imposed on our women under the name of freedom and equality, finally, that half of population will be awakened and cross the path towards freedom, democracy, and women's rights. The enemy was rightly shivering with fear by the love and respect that Mina was creating within the hearts of our people. They know that within the fire of her fights, all of the enemies of freedom, democracy, and women would be turned to ashes. Which I thought was really freaking, really powerful. Um, I like that a lot. But I want to correct something from her quote. Because I think that these revolutions... That's not her quote. That's actually from R.A.W.A., but... From their quote, I would. I just want to say that these people need to understand these revolutionaries. We need to get it through their thick skulls that democracy and freedom don't mix. Ain't no such thing. This well, is, that's a whole other show. <laughs> it, is a, it is a whole other show. You're right, and we should probably do one on that soon. We should. I'll add it to the list to our ever-growing list of topics. Oh my gosh, democracy and freedom don't don't mix majority rules which is exactly what they're trying to avoid and and trying to overthrow because the majority wants the women to be oppressed and they're not going to get anywhere by trying to get the majority to vote against that so anyways i just wanted to say that because (laughs) freedom and democracy do not go hand in hand and until we get that basic fundamental understanding nothing that we do revolutionary wise or otherwise is going to matter in this world because people are always going to get bamboozled by yeah. the system. They yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. People don't want to wake up. And in and in its in its original intention and meaning, I agree with it. But democracy doesn't belong in that quote. <laughs> Way to stomp on the RAWA, Jeremiah. Thanks. Okay, I'm just teasing, guys. Just teasing. They need to get out from the underground, and they need to show everybody what's up. I mean, and and people of uh, this country, United States, or whatever, whoever's listening, if they feel led to support this group, we should plug their website in so people can get in there. Oh and yeah, look I'm going to put it in the in the description, the episode description. There's not a lot on the website, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure going to put it in the episode description. Just show them that at least we can support them. And maybe educate them on what democracy really is in the process. <laughs> <laughs> so I will end on a, a quote from Mina herself. Um, and she says, Afghan women are like sleeping lions. When awoken, they can play a wonderful role in any social revolution. And that's one of her most famous quotes that uh, she left us with. And that is uh, Mina Keshwar Kamal. You're that Afghan woman? You're sleeping lion. Sleeping lions. Hell yeah. Get them. Wake up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's our uh, first episode of a revolutionary covered. Man, Not too was... crazy long, but um, I didn't want to get in a super, super involved one for the first one. Um, as... on, on another note, because she sounds really interesting. I'd like to find out more about her and more about the R.A.W.A. Yeah, R.A.W.A., the Revolutionary Association of Women of Afghanistan. So, um, yeah, it was kind of one of these things where, like I said, like it was, would have been very, very easy to to fall down a lot of rabbit holes because there's just there's so many things that are intertwined. And in all honesty, like when it gets talking about like 
coups and like wars and who overthrew what like it gets so um overwhelming for me sometimes and I just can't keep it straight and I'm just like wait no what happened and then I have to go back five pages before and be like who was that person again oh yeah so try to keep it as simple as possible <laughs> there's a lot of people involved in one revolutionary's life so I can imagine it would be very very difficult to get yeah. all the especially when they're assassinated yeah well look at Martin Luther King how many people was involved with that and exactly and look what happened same thing happened to him Gandhi everybody I mean because democracy, man, he starts. I mean, it is possible, but someone always comes in with a bullet to end it. <laughs> I, I am telling you, that's what people don't really understand and realize is that I've actually gotten into debates, not debates, but there's been a couple people that have been passed that have passed away over the past few years, and. Everybody I know knows that I'm into conspiracies, and so they always just kind of roll their eyes when I'm like, y'all know that, like, that was a total setup, that, like, he was, it wasn't really just some, like, street altercation of some dude who just got mad and killed him. Like, you know that, like, that was a straight hit. Like, it was a hit. And I'm not going to name any names as to who I think it is recently, but there is a very famous person here in L.A. that passed away last year, and I've had this discussion with people that even knew him and I was like, I'm telling you right now, like his words were too powerful. He was starting to get too much positive stuff going on in underserved communities. And so they offed him. Like, I'm not an idiot. Like, I know the patterns. I follow the patterns. The patterns don't change. Once you recognize the pattern, you notice it all the time. And I'm like, y'all, come on, wake up. And over again. It's, it doesn't change. Uh, it's repeatable science. <laughs> You observe one thing over and over and over again, and there's only one answer left. That's what happens. You have cause and effect, and we see it happen, and we talk about it, but nobody wants to admit that they see it. I mean, so somebody goes to jail for manslaughter and probably didn't even kill the guy. You right. know? Or did, <laughs> but was brainwashed to do it. Yeah. That's a whole other episode. I know. <laughs> That's why I was like, I'm not going to name any names right now because I don't want to get into it. But um, so anyways, there you go. There you go. I, I like Mina, and I wish that she had like a different I wish that I wish that things were different for Mina and for all the revolutionaries we go over. But hopefully yeah. we can progress with this and maybe uh, change the outcome of some of these future revolutionaries that are going to be coming because they're coming. Oh, they're coming. They're already there. They're already, you know, the, the gears are already turning and they just have to, uh, you know, they have to be cautious, but not fearful. So. I agree. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a sad story for me now. First. You wonder what, what? I wonder why they killed her husband first. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't know because I, I did click on him to try to find some info and I didn't find a ton of info on him either. However, I will note that I was in a little bit of a rush to do this because the original revolutionary that I was going to cover, I searched and searched and could not find enough for a full episode. So I was kind of in a rush and I broke one of my golden rules and I used Google as my main search engine instead of some other stuff. So I have no doubt that some of the stuff I couldn't find was just because it's been scrubbed and because it's just, you know, no longer there. Um, but yeah, her husband sounded like he was a pretty interesting guy, too. 
<laughs> Jeremiah's laughing at me, guys. <laughs> no, I said, if only we had access to the dark web. Oh, I know, right? Actually, I found... Uh, well, anyways, I'll talk to you about that off the air. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, anything else you want to say before uh, we sign off? I guess we should plug our uh, social medias, huh? Yeah, we can plug our social medias again and let everybody know how to reach us and let everybody know um, or give everybody the chance to tell us what they thought about the episode and tell us their thoughts and ideas because we really look forward to talking to everybody. Oh, yeah. And also, um, on that note, two things. If you guys, we're going to be doing revolutionaries on a regular basis. Um, so please, if you have any, I already have a list going, but if you have any that you know are just like fire, please, 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 uh, Facebook, email twitter instagram us um and shoot us the suggestions and also if you could please 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 go to itunes and give us a five-star rating because it will really 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 help boost our ratings especially because we're just starting out um if you want to leave a comment all the better uh and if the comment literally says like i don't even care like the sky is blue i don't care what the comment is please let it be nice um just give us the five-star rating to help us climb the charts so that hopefully more people can discover us because that's the only way uh, we'll get known. That's and right. we more content and we want to bring you more evolutionaries because some of these people, there's so many people in this world that nobody knows about. And like Mina. I had never known about Mina until today. I, I never, never heard about Mina. That's something that everybody should know. Absolutely. Died setting up an organization that still exists today. To make sure that her people got rights. And really, what that really means is really that they're not mistreated. Yeah. That's what that really means. When, you, when, we, when people say, hey, we have rights, they're really saying, you can't mistreat us. That's yep. what they're saying Absolutely. to someone else. And they're saying that to someone else. A person is saying that to another person. Yep. This government ideas, this uh, noble... Uh, nobility, <laughs> this blood, whatever, this all has to be put aside out of our thoughts. There's no person better than another person. Now, I'll tell you right now that those people think they're better than Mina because they killed her, and they still think that. And we shouldn't allow that to be. We shouldn't allow them to think that. We shouldn't allow them to continue to be doing what they're doing to people. It's sad, and it's awful. Yeah, it really is. I, I completely agree. And we're, all, we're all, all of us at fault. Everybody, every one of us is at fault. For Everybody that doesn't speak up. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to say that before we signed off. I didn't oh. want to leave on such a heavy note. <laughs> no, well, you're not because I've got to, uh, I'm going to give everybody our social media so they can reach out to us. So it'll be fine. Um, you guys can email us at uh, reality shift frequency at protonmail.com. That's reality shift frequency at P R O T O N M A I L.com. Hit us up at, on Facebook at reality shift frequency, on Instagram at reality shift frequency, and on Twitter with the oddball at reality shift pod P O D. Any of those we monitor uh, with the email account. Jeremiah and I are the only ones who uh, monitor it. So Everything will remain confidential. If you want us to read something on air, let us know. Uh, if we have the right to use your name. If not, we'll make it anonymous. Awesome. We hope to hear from you. Thank you, Kelly, for that. Thank you for bringing us the revolutionary. I think I want to bring the next one, if that's all right. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I think we should trade off. I think it'll be fun for us to trade off. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll pick a good one. 
find somebody that no one's heard of, just like Mina, because that's awful. No one's heard of her. I, I just know. Can't. That's the worst part about this whole episode for me. <laughs> I know. It's really bad. Like, actually, it's what's really crazy is that when I was doing, um, when I was looking for revolutionaries to do, I actually came across quite a few that I had never heard of. And I was like, who is this person? He or she sounds so fascinating. And why have I never heard of this person's name? Of course, there were some that everybody's heard of. Malcolm X, MLK, Harriet Beecher Stowe, um, Susan B. Anthony, things like that. But I mean, there's some others that it's just like mind boggling. I'm like, how do we not know about this person? Or how was I never taught this in quote school? Well, I shouldn't put school in quotes because it was school. But you know what I mean? Right. Controlled re-education games anyway <laughs> so anyways on that note we're gonna start stop our rants um <laughs> follow us like us support us give us five stars we're gonna start a patreon soon uh if this all goes well so um which will have some fun additional uh extras for people to see that other everybody else can't and uh i think that's it for me that's it for me, too, Kelly. Thank you again for your time, and I hope you have an awesome evening. And I um, hope the listeners have an amazing evening, too, or morning or night or noon or wherever you're at. Exactly. Me, too. And you have a great evening, and thank you guys for joining us on another episode of Reality Shift Frequency. Take care, everybody. Bye.